1: Hi everyone, I'm Carol.
2: And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny?
1: Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
2: We sure are, and you know we love talking about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, relationships, and swinging. And hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because...
1: Well, great sex matters... And we all deserve it
2: we sure do so are you trying to figure out how to talk to your partner about getting into the swinging lifestyle perhaps you want to dip your toes in and test the waters but you have so many questions you just don't know where to begin
1: On today's show, we're going to share a lot of steamy stories about how to get started in the lifestyle as a strong, sexy, open-minded couple.
2: We sure are. We have a great guest with us here today. But first, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if, like us, you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets.
1: From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new and you don't have to leave your house to get one simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It
2: sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and boy, are we excited to welcome today's super special swinger guests.
1: Real-time swingers Brenna and Brian are the hosts of their own podcast, front porch swingers.
2: Yeah. And it's not just one of those little inky dinky podcasts. They are like a leader in the swinging lifestyle podcast um, world. And we're going to talk to them about it. Let's bring them on Brenna and Brian. Welcome to the sexy lifestyle. And thanks for taking time out of your day to be here.
0: Hello. Thanks so much for having us. Happy to be here.
2: Thank you so much. Yay. So why don't
0: we get started?
2: You guys can tell us a little bit about
1: yourselves and your relationship, how long you've been together and all that good juicy stuff.
0: All right. Yeah, we have been together for about three and a half years now, and uh, in the non-monogamous world for almost as long. And um, we met on Craigslist casual encounters, which Ooh. unfortunately is no longer a thing. Yeah. But we uh, <laughs> we met under the assumption that we would be entering into a BDSM relationship with each other. I wanted to find a dom and be a sub to said dom and, and put out an ad and Brian answered it. And we had a really fun time exploring kink together for a small amount of time. But that pretty quickly went from a casual relationship uh, into a lifelong relationship, we, we realized we were very much in love with each other, and uh, maybe even a little obsessed with each other. And, you know, I would say probably six to seven months after we started seeing each other, we delved right into the hot wife lifestyle, and then quickly after that into swapping with couples as well. Mm-hmm. So we've had an amazing time exploring this world and and sharing our excitement and passion uh, with other people.
1: Now, were you guys kinksters before you met? Or was that something you wanted to explore to Together with a partner,
0: I had been exploring it more so from the standpoint of having a mentor. Uh, there was actually a couple that I met via a munch, a local munch, and they were amazing. They taught me so much about, you know, consent and clear communication and then also all of the techniques both for topping and bottoming in the bdsm world which was fantastic but i quickly realized i need a needed a little bit more than that and really wanted to find a regular play partner to explore all of those sexy naughty things with and uh hence my ad on craigslist
3: and for me i i was part of a kink relationship in my former life and uh, got away from it for a period of time and really yearn to to be part of that lifestyle again, which is why I responded to Brenna's ad, basically. That's
2: wow, very that's cool. very cool. Two peas in the same pod.
1: So Brenna, did you actually practice um, being subbing, but with other couples while you were single?
0: Uh, in terms of a sexual relationship, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost all of the play that I had before meeting Brian was I would say almost completely asexual it was really focused on the BDSM techniques more so than being you know quote-unquote naughty not to say I wasn't having fun and exploring with people but the two worlds never really collided for me
1: cool
2: cool so you guys met you got together you did a little BDSM and kink Um, I'm sure you had some great sex together who did you guys kiss on the first date did you fuck on the first date
3: Yeah. So we have a, you know, we tell this story differently, David. I saw it one way. Brenna, of course, saw it another. I, you know, we had a wonderful time. We met, uh, not, In the building that I was working in at the time, Uh, we had a cup of coffee. That coffee led to a drink. Drink led to dinner. And then uh, it was very cold, of course. We live in Montana, as you guys know. It's very chilly here in the winter. And we met in December. Mm -hmm. I offered to make her a cup of hot tea. That's all it was. Come on back to my place. Let's have a cup of tea. (laughs) And then...
0: Yeah, okay. It's never uh, just a cup of tea. Of course,
3: tea turned into full-blown kink, sex, hot naughty it was insane and of course you know so now i jokingly say do you want some tea when i'm you know looking to get late. wow
1: that's very you know uh
3: we do tell the story differently she thinks that it was a plan it was absolutely not a plan i had no intention of doing (laughs) that it just worked out
2: you know it's it's unbelievable how you women think that us guys put these things together we're not that smart you know (laughs) exactly it's 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 okay for us just to want to have a cup of tea
3: Yeah, you cannot give me that kind of credit. I could not have planned that far ahead. Of course not. (laughs) Me neither.
1: And so which one of you discovered this or you discovered it together, but who was the one who brought you guys into the swinging lifestyle?
0: So that happened one night. We were laying in bed and we had just had some amazing sex. And I think I was still uh, a little bit high from all the endorphins, if you will, and decided to bring up this conversation about fantasies. And I asked Brian what he wanted to try that we hadn't yet or that he hadn't in previous relationships. And he took forever to answer. And finally, I blurted out, well, I would love to see you have sex with another woman. Mm. <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, well, that's interesting because I would love to see you have sex with another man. And that, you know, five-minute conversation completely changed our lives forever. And how did yeah, you learn
1: about the swinging lifestyle?
0: I I personally had almost no exposure to it before this. It was one of those things that I fantasized about. Obviously, there was some porn watching that maybe provided, you know, planted some seeds. But I didn't know anything about the lifestyle before that conversation happened and before we really started researching it. Uh, Brian had a little bit of experience
3: well, I, my former life, I was a executive for a large adult entertainment management company for almost 30 years. So I was surrounded by uh, the lifestyle and all things sexual, sex related. And at a certain point in my career, I was tasked with taking on a project that included um, a swingers club in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And that was where I really got, I was, I don't want to say immersed, but I certainly was um introduced to it in a a strong way, having to be uh, operationally involved in that space. And the thing that that I found the most interesting is that this particular location was it was a group of people who genuinely liked each other. They were friends and there were a lot of them. They were members. It was a members only club. And so these people knew each other. They they had relationships with each other outside of sex. They were friends and there was a friendly atmosphere albeit naked, uh, but but very friendly. And I, I just found that interesting that all these people could kind of uh, intermingle with one another, um, be sexual with one another, and just be so close with each other on a friend- friendly basis. It was really intriguing to me.
2: It's very interesting that um how you guys found the lifestyle. I mean, we're so immersed in it now with our podcast with our relationship to APG which we'll talk about a little bit later on playground. But Carol and I found the lifestyle when we were at uh, Temptation in Cancun and we were just there on I had to get Carol away from work. She was in that crazy job where she was working 800 hours a week and uh, we just went to this resort, which was topless, optional. We knew nothing about swinging, about the lifestyle, about...
1: Uh, anything alternative. Threesomes, just
2: nothing. And we ended up sitting on the beach next to this couple. And the whole after morning that we were there, he was massaging sunscreen into her tits and she was enjoying it. And they were playing and she was stroking his cock. And Carol's going to me, don't you even think about doing that to me and then I kept saying
1: quit looking over there like they're weird don't don't look there
2: (laughs) and go out continue with the story yeah and
1: so over the time we actually got to talk to them because David talks to everybody as we all know Uh, and we got to know them a little bit and they eventually uh, you know told us that they were swingers and this is the lifestyle that they've chosen for themselves they They were from Europe from Europe and um, they explained what it was all about and we were so intrigued that we actually got the treat of sitting with these people for several days in a row asking questions they were patient with us and happy to fill us in and fill all the blanks that we were asking. And after a couple of days, we, we told, played with them. We told them we were ready to try this, and they were quite impressed about our go ahead. And they said, "Okay, you want to play?" And we said, "Yeah." And that was it. We became swingers that very day.
2: And then the next day, we met another couple, and the day after that, another couple, and we've never looked back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
2: great. Well, we, you know, one thing. The other thing I
3: found interesting when I I don't want to say stumbled upon it, but when I was really kind of introduced to it in that, you know, that operational sphere, the thing I was most in, intrigued by was really the the intellectual ceiling of the people that were involved For in sure. the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. was not a situation where there was a room full of, you know, just, you know, degenerates right. uh, having sex with random folks un, under some strange circumstances. Loving couples. You know, there were... Yeah, these were loving couple. They genuinely liked each other. Mm -hmm. That was the big thing. These couples liked each other uh, from all walks of life. But I mean, just the nicest people who could have, you know, a very cogent conversation with you about anything uh, outside of, you know, just sex. I thought it was really interesting.
1: And when you were in this environment, did you play as a as a bull or as a single man?
3: No, no, not at all. This was, this was a hundred percent. Yeah. uh, I was actually, you know, I mean, as we all know, as certainly as you know, uh, a single gentleman walking into a members only swingers club, being the only person dressed, you know, in a suit, for example, um, not part of the fray, let's say people are a little standoffish. Obviously it's kind of an odd situation Mm -hmm. to have some new person kind of you know, interjected into that space. So I really had to kind of make myself, I had to be friendly to everyone on a, you know, on a professional level, but they needed to know who I was so that no one was concerned about myself or members of my team being there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was kind of a, kind of unique how to, you know, getting to know those folks on that, on that level. Very cool. Well,
2: in our Great Sex Matters segment at the, near the end of the show, we're going to get into your first experiences and swinging and all that stuff. But I want to go back and talk about, um you you guys are are relatively new to the lifestyle two or three years but you have this amazing podcast how did you get into doing the podcast And, and tell us maybe what's your favorite episode that you've done so far
0: So the podcast, so it started out as a blog. We started swinging and probably six to seven months afterwards, I found myself wanting to write about our experiences because we live in a small rural community and I felt like being able to have really open conversations with people was fairly limited. Uh, Obviously, we developed lifestyle friendships, but my ability to just sit and and kind of be with my thoughts about everything that was going on, it was almost kind of overwhelming. So it started out as a blog, me just wanting to to kind of get my thoughts out into the world and see if anyone cared or anyone wanted to, to correspond back. And Brian said, oh, I think we should do a podcast instead. We had no idea what we were doing. I had never even touched a podcasting microphone at that point. And I think you could probably tell from the first five to 10 episodes of our show, we uh, we struggled uh, through sound and those types of things. But we found very quickly that just being able to share our stories and then having people really resonate with what we were seeing. Thing was so rewarding. It just brought so much positivity to our lives. And it was just kind of a steam engine from there. We just continued with it. And, and now it's really become our life passion.
1: Wow. And you make one show per
0: week. We do a weekly show. Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys are very similar to us. When we started our show three years ago, we had no clue what to talk about. We had no clue how to put it together. And our first 10 episodes, we go back and listen to them and go, oh, my God, (laughs) how did people listen to that? And you learn and, and our shows have become really good because we have great experts and great subject matter uh, experts who talk about things that are very relevant to what's going on in the world today. And I guess we wanted to talk a little bit more to you guys about um, COVID-19, the lifestyle, and and wh- what do you guys think about the future and, and how are things going to change in the new normal?
0: Yeah, we've talked about this a lot lately. Obviously, it's something that kind of all lifestylers or non-monogamous people in general are thinking about very deeply during this time because. The truth is, we're social creatures. We feed off of that ability to sit in front of people, either sexually or non sexually. And so, yeah, I mean, it's something that we talked about multiple segments on our show, bringing people on who throw events, for example. You know, one of the things we've heard from a lot of event planners and event hosts in this space is they're really having to rethink. Uh, quantity over quality right. and understanding that maybe these events can't be as big as they have been in the past, but that doesn't necessarily mean they can't be awesome events that really bring something new and interesting to the table. And I think what Brian and I have talked about on a more personal level is we're going to be a lot more thoughtful about the events mm-hmm. and the things that we get involved with just simply because we have to be uh, not only from a from a time perspective, but also in terms of safety in general, we want to make sure that, you know, we're going to events where, you know, those health concerns are being taken seriously.
3: Yeah, and for me, I I really believe earnestly that while this uh, COVID epidemic has been a real drag uh, for everyone and and unbelievably tragic for so many, (sighs) uh, I do think that the lifestyle- Honestly, is going to come out of this better than it, we, we went into it. Oh. Uh, I think because the show, the, the events, the parties, uh, all of these things are going to have to be better. They're going to have to be elevated. I think they will be a, a bit smaller in scale, which will improve the quality of them. I think it's going to improve the, the quality of the folks that attend. I think it's going to improve, improve the quality of the the entertainment. The the venues, all of those things, I think, will will really be um, improved. And I think we're all going to benefit from, you know, as Brenna said, maybe we're going to be a little bit more particular with where we spend our entertainment dollar, where we fly to, and where we stay, and, you know, all those kinds of things. I just think everything's going to get a little bit better.
2: I think we absolutely agree with you. And, you know, for those people listening who have never been to a swingers club, a swingers resort, a swingers cruise, um, one of the things that is paramount is cleanliness and sanitation and respect. And you guys know, like we know, when you go into a playroom, as soon as you're finished playing, those sheets are taken off. The bed is cleaned. There's there's condoms for everyone. There's lube. um there's showers when you need it, and people respect other people. You never see someone going into a playroom to play with someone who has a cold or has a cough. So I think what you're saying is right, that there's going to be less people playing, or there might be um, a little bit more checking at the door, and people are going to be absolutely more selective. And we believe um, on top of the big events, there's also going to be a lot more house parties.
3: Agreed. I believe there's going to be a number of smaller events or house parties, as you said, David. I I think that's going to be key. Folks who are typically throwing, you know, 300, 500, 600, 800 person events, those things are going to be scaled down and they're going to be more intimate and I think just, just a better quality event.
1: And I think they're finding out more and more about this um, COVID disease that taking the temperature really is significant and it's super easy for everyone to do even before you leave your home. Take your temperature, make sure you don't even have the slightest sign of anything and don't go out to those parties if you think you possibly could be sick. I, I think, think I think that's going to be fine I and think a, a think a normal the fir- standard. The
2: first events that anybody who fucks they're going to have to fuck doggy style. Okay, that way you're not face sure. to face, you know, <laughs> yep. or, or okay, the girl, a lot more doggy, <laughs> yeah. a lot more doggy. Or reverse exactly. cowgirl, Yeah, reverse. Right? You know, you're just riding hey, my car. Okay
1: you know, yeah, imagine I'm okay if there's all of that. Imagine if there's a, you're in a club and there's a sign that said only doggy here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, 100%, no <laughs> only doggy allowed.
3: That's good. Well, it's interesting. You know, you talk about the, the lifestyle uh, in general, David, like you mentioned in, in a lot of the, the better clubs, obviously sanitation, hygiene is, is it's paramount. And when you think about folks that are in the lifestyle, the lifestylers in particular, I mean, what group of people are more particular about their hygiene than folks that are going to be playing with someone other than their significant. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I Mm -hmm. mean, there's, there's such a a heightened level of preparation that goes into a couple's date, for example, or even, you know, having a third person involved, or just going to a swingers club or an event with the, you know, possibility of being engaged with with another couple or single person you know the the level of preparation that goes into that certainly supersedes most people's
1: and i think if we aren't feeling quite ourselves we are just going to stand back or stay away or not go and i think that kind of respect that we see already in the lifestyle i think that's going to be a norm
2: the people in the lifestyle absolutely absolutely get it
1: right Yeah,
2: yeah for sure
1: Perfect. I'm just going to ask you to hold that thought right now as we remind everybody that this is the sexy lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And we're talking with Brenna and Brian from Front Porch Swingers podcast all about the swinging lifestyle. And we all want better sex, right? And one of the biggest issues preventing people from getting there is that everyday stress. And we have with us Lynn and Jonam, founders of Amarita Awakening. So, Jonam, how do people get to have better sex? from following your program and workshops?
3: Great question, Carol. So this is almost like taking a mini vacation. And it's all about taking that sensual journey into the depths of your own mind so that you can instantly relax and reconnect with yourself. And from there, you can connect far better with whoever you're sharing this intimate time with. And you can do all of this from the comfort of your own home.
0: That's true. We created this as a tool so that you guys can be at home and learn to tune out the stresses and distractions of your work-a-day life and tune into the freedom that you really want to be here and to be present. Because when you're able to shut off that monkey mind, you know, the one that just chatters and chatters when you're trying to pay attention to something else, it stops you from being able to really de-stress. So with the Amrita awakening series you're able to be free and explore just
1: how much pleasure you can feel and honestly we have found that there really is no upper limit
2: lynn jonam thank you so much to learn more go visit amritaexperience.com. that's a-m-r-i-t-a experience.com all right. You know, we're Carol and David. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are back. We're having a great chat with Bren and Brian from Front Porch Swingers, and we're going to continue our discussion about the swinging lifestyle. Uh, one thing we didn't uh, com- conclude in the first segment was, tell us about what was one of your favorite episodes you've done on your podcast.
0: Ooh. Well, I think my favorite episode probably corresponds to my favorite experience. We are at we. A lot of our episodes are us sharing and recounting some of our sexy adventures. And so I think my favorite probably was our our second threesome. We did a male-female-male threesome with myself and Brian and my regular male play partner. And I think you can just tell from the episode and how giddy I am how much I enjoyed it. It was so incredibly sexy and it was also just really fun to talk about again it got both myself and brian all sorts of worked up just even talking about
2: it (laughs) i love it so let me ask you a question we we love playing um with single guys we have a good friend and the last time we played with him carol got to experience double vag for the first time did you do that brenna
0: I have not. I have. I'm very interested. It intrigues me for sure. But um, I, I've had a, gr- a couple of great D.P. sessions at this point, but mm. not D.V.P.
1: Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. No, it was a lot of fun. And actually, what I liked about it was that David really enjoyed having his cock exactly right next to another cock in my pussy at the same time, rubbing up and down. That's what turns me on the most. I, I kind of get into, um, you know, male porn and, and I mean, gay male porn, if that's what you want to call it. And I think that that's kind of what turned me on the most about doing that.
0: Yeah, I can totally understand that. I actually have a fantasy of being with two bisexual men. That's uh, that's on my fuck it list, if you will. So I (laughs) I totally get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about how the swinging lifestyle helps to strengthen the couple. Not everybody believes that who have never tried it. Not that we're going rah, 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 you must do it. But it is some way to help your couple get stronger because of all the benefits that we get. How do you see it?
0: I, mean, I think the biggest benefit for us and the most obvious one is our level of communication, which seems you know, like an obvious one when you're in the lifestyle. But I think new to the lifestyle, we were very surprised by that. The number of conversations that we had that were so in-depth and we were so vulnerable with each other, it was cathartic in that neither of us had been in a relationship before being in a relationship with each other where we had the ability to just 100% lay it out on the table and not feel judged. There was no resentment, no jealousy, Uh, obviously, Jealousy has popped up at times throughout a relationship, but our ability to just say what we need to say to the other person and, and have that vulnerability with each other has created uh, our ability to communicate with each other about anything. It bleeds into every single element of our lives. So I don't think that there is a single topic that Brian and I do not discuss on a, on a regular basis that is pertinent to our lives. I'm not afraid to tell him anything. So that's probably the biggest one.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think if you if you see couples out and we see it all the time, and especially you guys know this being in the lifestyle when you're at a restaurant or at a bar or at an event that's, you know, vanilla in nature, not necessarily a lifestyle event. You always can tell the couples that are not simpatico. You know, they're sitting at a table across from each other at dinner looking at their cell phones. They don't mm-hmm. speak a word to mm-hmm. each other. Uh, they're, not, they're not holding hands. They're, they're engaging with other people, not necessarily one another. You know, not looking at each other when they're talking, if they're talking to each other at all. Those are the kind of things that we notice immediately, uh, particularly because obviously we're in the lifestyle and we are very, you know, we're touchy-feely. We sit next to each other at the bar. If we're sitting at a table, we're next to each other. And, you know, those are just the kind of cues we pick up on. And, and I think being in this space you just develop just a much greater closeness in in every aspect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we've been together 15 years, David and myself. We're coming up on, yeah, this 15 years August 1st. And the thing is that we still feel like we're giddy and in love even 15 years later. We're always touching and feeling and kissing and lovey-dovey, you know, whether we're in public or at home just watching TV or having breakfast, it doesn't matter. And people look at us like, "What the hell? What, what why is that?" you know? Our little secret. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. We can understand that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Now, anybody who wants to get into the lifestyle has to kind of figure out where to meet other people who are open-minded. When we first thought about how can we expand our bedroom, we we didn't even know where to go at first and how to find people. And I know you guys are affiliated, and so we are. Well, you brought us into the APG family, the altplayground.net. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your affiliation, how it got started, and why it's so important?
0: Yeah, so obviously we live in, like we said, a a rural community. And for us, it is not a possibility for us to go and meet lifestylers at events and parties and clubs on a regular basis. So the sites are incredibly important to us. And we've talked to people who are in larger areas where there are a lot of those options available to them. And they still choose to get on the sites because you get a real insight into who somebody is by reading their bio, looking at their pictures, and having that digital communication with people, uh, it's a nice way. We call it vetting. We love to vet online, mm-hmm. and uh, we do a lot of that via um, our Alt Playground profile. We, I think, the big reason that we are involved with Alt Playground is because they're doing something different in this space. There's, it's no secret that there's a lot of lifestyle sites out there, but Alt Playground wants to be more than just a place to meet other couples. That's obviously a focus of the site, but uh, as you guys know, there are things like the podcast corner where they are putting together an amazing group of content creators for you to check out and really delve into as resources. There's also uh, things like the videos that uh, are from all different content creators on different subjects related to the lifestyle. So it's really about enriching people's lifestyle experiences beyond just looking at profiles and potentially meeting.
3: You know, it's also the, the whole thing really for me was, when we when we were first kind of getting into it and making, making the jump to to really partner with All Playground was, what they're thinking about in the future. They're not necessarily concerned about today. Today is important, but really what they want to do down the road, which resonated with us because, you know, we're very literally taking our show on the road and they're helping make that possible because they see in us and, and folks like yourselves what we have to offer. You know, they understand that podcasts these days are a, a huge medium and we can bring a lot to the table uh, in terms of content and reaching people. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a great place that, you know, is doing things that very no one else is doing not very few there's literally no one else in the platform space doing the things that all playground is doing and planning to do
2: and you know it is it is a, um a breath of fresh air to to be part of all playground because um our show and all playground is out there doing it as well is about um helping people know what they don't know and the people who are swingers who are in the lifestyle they know where to go, they know the clubs, they know the events, and they know where to find all this stuff, but there's such a large group of people out there who want to dip their toes in, who want to cross the line, but they don't want to go to a club yet. They don't want to go to a resort. They they don't know what's going on. They don't even want to meet a person. They just want to listen to something like our podcast to open up that dialogue amongst them as a couple, should we, could we, would we, and then, you know, get credible information from people who've actually swung. So, so that's why we, like you guys, have partnered up with Alt Playground because we believe it is um, a breath of fresh air. And it's nothing like you can get on Facebook or Twitter or any of the other social media platforms. Agreed.
1: Now, the important thing is finding partners who are compatible and, you know, when you're not in the lifestyle, you don't quite get that. But of course, when you lay it out, that it's very clear that everybody has their own needs and their own wishes and their own desires and their own fantasies they want to fulfill. And so when you look at someone else's profile and you find someone else who has a similar point of view... Uh, a like-minded set of, you know, things that want to check off their fuck it list as well, Uh, then you're going to find somebody who's compatible, which is what's going to make the experience so much more positive. And it's not easy to to find compatibility on on Facebook or Twitter because it's not those kind of questions, sexual questions. So um, how do you find that APG helps these couples or people find really compatible people to play with?
0: Well, just like you said, I mean, allowing people to have a profile, to have different uh, photo options, I think that's a big one for us. We like the fact that we can put photos up there that are more public. It also has the ability for us to send out more private photos to people. So it gives us the ability and users of Alt Playground to really create their own sense of comfort with how they're using the site and how they're interacting with other people. I will also say a big one for us is single men. Uh, I obviously there are single men that use alt playground and the ability to see which ones are serious and which ones are not it's almost it happens almost instantly when we read someone's profile we can tell if those single guys are ones that truly care about being in the lifestyle and truly care about enriching somebody else's life through a sexual experience or they're guys who are horny and just want to get their dick wet mm-hmm. so it's uh it's very easy to do via a site like alt playground
3: mm-hmm. well the other thing also for us is the the inclusiveness, right? I mean, think about the number of gender identifications available on all playground that simply do not exist on any other dating platform. And for us, we think that's great. I mean, we we want the the lifestyle itself to be open to as many people as possible. We want to introduce it to as many walks of life as possible. And and having the opportunity to, to sign on under however it is that you identify is really just a huge change in this space.
1: Now I've also noticed since we've started the lifestyle, you know, it's over 12 years now that we've been here, um, we, at the very beginning, and when we had met, uh, you know, a number of bisexual men, it was something that they didn't put in their profile, but you kind of learned that as you were playing with them. And then they would say, Oh, by the way, is it okay if I suck your husband's cock? Uh, And at first I was a little bit put off by that. I wasn't sure how to even answer that when we were new in the lifestyle, because I I didn't really know I'd never really had that experience before. Um, So of course, my natural instinct was, you know, I'm not sure if we're ready for that, you know, give us a chance and maybe we'll wet our toes a little bit or not. We'll decide later. But what I really like these days is that so many men are admitting that they are bisexual up front, without having to, you know, wait and, and throw that in at the last second and see how people feel that I think I love the idea that people are now proud or okay to say that they're bisexual.
0: Absolutely, and not just bisexual, but I think you're also seeing a lot of same-sex couples Mm -hmm. entering the lifestyle, which Mm -hmm. was never really the case before. So just, yeah, really seeing the diversity that's coming into the lifestyle is something that's really refreshing for us personally.
1: Right, and the young people that are coming in, because of course we do the media for, or we help with the media for Young Swingers Week at Hedonism, and we're seeing all these young people from 25 plus that are now in couples, maybe not even married, but they want to venture in and explore their sexuality openly.
2: So refreshing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool to see that this is the next generation of swingers that are growing up and we're like so proud of those kids, you know, it's so and, fun. And Maybe not
2: even swingers, but people who want to open their minds to different types of sexuality because it could be kink, it could be BDSM, it could be threesomes, there, there's no limits to what they want to try.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great.
1: And Brenna, while we're on this topic, let's just make sure it's very clear to everybody who's listening, who might be curious about the lifestyle, how it's the women who drive what happens in the lifestyle.
0: For us personally, Brian allows me to make pretty much all of the decisions. I, he does do a lot of the vetting with single men, but obviously the the final say in what happens is mine. And I love that. I think it's you know an incredibly empowering place to be as a woman and I like the fact that Brian also trusts me enough to be able to make those decisions. He knows that I have our best interest at heart, not just my own. And I think you find that a lot in the lifestyle. Most of the couples that we correspond with most of our lifestyle friends, you know, it's the female and I that are texting back and forth or we're the ones that are setting up the play dates. It's a, uh, not as if the men are taking a back seat. I I hate to make that distinction because I think that's inaccurate. But I think it is the women that have the larger voices a lot of times, and I think that that's you know from my perspective, it's it's a positive thing.
3: Yeah, yeah it's rightfully so. I mean, in every aspect of our lives, Brenna's input is more important I think to me than mine. Uh, I have we have very different. Uh, perspectives on things being, you know, 20 years apart, of course, I'm 20 years older than Brenna. So my, you know, my impression of things is a little bit different than hers at times. So her input is is paramount to me. Um, you know, and the, and the, the idea of the of the female empowerment piece in this lifestyle uh, for me personally is, is one of the, the sexier parts of it, watching her kind of blossom Uh, As we've gone through this process and moved through this space, you know, she she's become a very different person from when we first met much more confident and strong, uh, you know, able to kind of walk into a room or an event and, and really just kind of be the center of attention where originally that was not necessarily the case. She would have been a little bit apprehensive to be that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I found that myself. And I mean, although we grew together as a couple, I certainly think that I had a much bigger arc. Uh, in in improving my confidence than David did and I think that's great that you know the women we get to do our role play and dress up sexy and you know where else can you go in just your lingerie and you can go party with your you know eight inch heels and your lingerie on and and just walk around like you did with your your hot wifing experience I mean that's awesome
2: but also you have found that when you know we first started playing and we were first in the lifestyle you were like no, I don't want to do women. No, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. Let's just be in this big orgy. And as time has gone on, I've seen you open your mind even more. I mean, as a swinger, we have are very open-minded. but you know, you're not bi-curious. you're not bisexual. what do you call yourself?
1: By selfish when it works for me. <laughs> by situational, <laughs>
2: yes. by playful. you know, it, it's about the moment. and I think Brian, like you were saying before, it's about the people, it's about the village, it's about the community. And I guess that's what we're missing most with this pandemic is our good, fun, sexy friends. And not we're not missing fucking them. We're just missing being with them and having the great times and conversations that you can't have with your normal vanilla friends.
0: Yes, that's exactly how we feel. We, we missed them or did. We uh, thankfully are, are cutting back to some level of normalcy where we live. But it was a hard time to not be around our friends because all of our friends are lifestylers.
1: Now, do you have clubs in your area?
0: We do not. The closest club to us is eight hours away.
1: Wow. Wow. So you have friends in your town?
0: We have a a couple that we're very close with that live very close to us. And then uh, we have single playmates that have become lifelong friends of Mm -hmm. ours as well. And
3: couples that are that are not too far from us. Uh, You know, the next town over kind of thing, an hour or two hours away. Uh, But that's the I mean, the bulk of our friends now are lifestyle friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they are people that we resonate with and and we miss being with them just having dinner and drinks with them out at a bar downtown you know
1: absolutely now you guys look like a beautiful couple and everybody sees you and they see that you're a beautiful couple you're obviously in love now you don't have a sign on you that says i'm a swinger so i get this question all the time is how do you tell if another couple is a swinger is there a secret code to ask them what would you say
0: I mean, there's, of course, these, you know, signs out there that people talk about the black rings and the walking around with the upside down pineapple in your cart. Honestly, I think when you get into the lifestyle, we play this game pretty often, not necessarily in our town, but when we travel and we're around a lot of people all at the same time, you can typically tell the couples that are either in the lifestyle or. Or would at least consider it at some point because they're the ones that are all over each other. They're kissing, they're touching. You can tell the connection when they look into each other's eyes. There's that energy and spark. So I don't think there's a secret formula, but I think once you've been around enough lifestylers, you at least get that sense over time.
3: It's
1: like a swing dar. You can tell when there's a swinger in your your midst. Exactly. For sure, you can, and
3: you can also tell how they interact with other people as well. Should you see a couple that you think might be lifestyle, uh, you know, centric, and you strike up a conversation with them, you can tell very quickly by how they they interact with you whether or not that that's you know, the proclivity of it is likely.
2: And right? you're not, and you're not looking for a couple who. You who are gonna fuck you. You're opening. You're looking for a couple who are open minded and you could start a good conversation with.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're looking for a couple that'll understand you. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And that you can share just your thoughts and your ideas and and whatever it might be. And when we find couples like that, like you, we also do the the fun thing in the airport when we're sitting there waiting for our flights and we look at the different couples, especially when we're heading down to Jamaica. We're wondering which ones are heading to hedonism, but um, when we look at those couples and if we were to start talking to them, uh, then. And David loves to put out these little, um, I go, I call them teasers. Like you know, he mentions that we're going to Cancun, and of course it was a swinger. They would say, oh yeah, Cancun. What you know, which resort are you going to? Or we're going to Hedonism and Negril Beach. Uh, sorry, we're going to Negril Beach, and he'll just. Put out a little bit of a teaser and see how they respond. If they know anything about the lifestyle, they're going to kind of know where those resorts are.
2: And even even now, people ask us, what do you do? Well, we have a podcast. What do you talk about? We talk about sex. Is that your real job? No, we also sell a waterproof sex blanket. And, you know, the conversation is either going to go great or they're going to move
0: four
1: gates (laughs) over.
2: Right.
0: That's an easy way to make it happen. Exactly. We played the
3: same game uh, the last time we flew to Vegas, you know, uh, pre-COVID. And we knew, uh, based on our profiles and, and some of our on the sites we were on, that there were a couple, a few couples going to Vegas at the same time during the AVNs, and we could tell immediately who they were before we ever boarded the plane. Exactly. Uh, and and as it turns out, we were right because we saw them at the <laughs> yeah so, usually. Um, you know, you can you can spot them pretty quickly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. No, and it is a lot of fun playing that game. But of course, you know, very often we're also wrong, but that's okay because you never know, right? The thing is that whenever we get introduced when we're on another somebody else's talk show, that's a vanilla thing. They always say, they're swingers, but they look like normal people or they're, well, yeah, they are normal people. That. <laughs> exactly. yeah, We're just
3: a couple next door, very literally.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, this is all great stuff. Let's just take a second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle, and we've been having an amazing discussion with Brenna and Brian from Front Porch Swingers Podcast. Coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so stay tuned. We'll be right back
2: all right and we want to invite everyone to join us at hito2 in jamaica in december 2020 where everything's going to get back to i don't want to say normal but we'll talk about the new normal um you know things are people are going to get on planes they're going to go to the beach they want to be naked and hito is going to be celebrating with all their loyal guests some amazing rates, fantastic food, sexy entertainment, of course, sexy people, and doing it all with their award-winning, specially trained staff for the new pandemic. And we're going to be there too, so we can't wait to get back home to Hito. It's going to feel so good to get naked again.
1: Yeah, just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to stay informed about all the sexy, open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the
2: world. Absolutely. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters.
1: And we all deserve it. As you know, we love to get down and dirty with our guests and find out about their personal experiences relating to sex, sexuality, and relationships. And with Brenna and Brian, we're going to get into some hot and steamy swinger stories.
0: We are ready. Always ready.
1: Why don't we start with... One of your most interesting swinger stories—something that's a little different. Maybe you can set it up and help us imagine the scenario that you guys were in.
3: Be graphic.
1: Mm.
0: Interesting. Are we saying? Oh, you have one. Go sure. for it. I mean, oh. for me, I think it's—you
3: <laughs> it's, uh, know—one of still one of my. Uh, my, my favorite uh, experiences. So obviously Brenna and I play a lot predominantly in the hot wife space. And as Brenna mentioned, I typically will vet the gentleman uh, before we even ever sit down to meet them for a drink or Brenna ever gets, gets to play with them, obviously. And then of course she makes that decision. But in this particular case, I was really intrigued at the idea of Brenna kind of finding someone for, for her to play with without my knowledge of knowing who that person was. And really setting up a situation where I was kind of in the dark, essentially. And so what we did was we made a plan to, to uh, go out of town to one of our state, one of our favorite hotels, not too far away from where we live, a couple of hours in the, in the neighboring city. And um, Brenna had been corresponding with this gentleman for a couple of weeks, who was also already in that town for work. And she decided that she was going to have him meet her in the lobby bar of this hotel. And of course, I don't know who this person is. I don't really know what the plan is. I just sit down at a table adjacent to the bar and just kind of watch. And in about 10 minutes, this guy strolls up, sits down next to Brenna. They strike up a conversation. And of course, I find out later that this is the gentleman that she had been speaking to. She's there for you know 20 minutes or so having a drink and they're laughing. Uh, she sends me a text says I'm going upstairs seeing in a little while. So they they walk away, they head off. So of course they're going up to our room. So now I'm sitting in the lobby in this beautiful lobby sitting in front of this fireplace and there's, you know, people around and you know, 20, 30 minutes go by 45 minutes go by and now I'm starting to get pictures and Uh I'm getting audio. And of course, you know, trying to keep this low key because there's 20 people meandering around me. And, uh, you know, there's a picture of, she sends me a video of her sucking this guy's cock. And then I get a picture of her sucking the guy's cock and there's a picture of him fucking her from behind. So this is, you know, they spend about an hour and a half, almost an hour, 45 minutes together. Finally, I see the guy come down the elevator. He walk, comes out of the elevator, walks outside the front door. So I get a text message, come on up. So I know now it's, you know, it's safe to come on upstairs and the guy's gone. And we had amazing, amazing sex. I was so worked up at the idea that she was confident enough and comfortable enough to meet this guy in a bar, bring him upstairs, have a a hot sex, sex with him, send me pictures, send me a video, and then, you know call me upstairs to kind of finish her off it was the most erotic experience I think we've had to date at least for me
1: wow that sounds hot I think we're getting worked up also we might have to have some sex right
2: after this but we have a fantasy like that where you know we have spoken about sitting down in a bar and Carol picking up a guy or a girl and then um, but not going up by herself then saying hey you know my husband's over there do you want to join us and um, maybe it's something we'll do this year yeah we haven't
1: done that yet that would be fun
0: Sounds very fun.
1: (laughs) And Brenna, do you have a special story that you want to share with
0: us? Oh, special story. I think my favorite experience is still our very first one. I should say it it holds the the most special place in my heart because it was our very first time. But Brian found this amazing guy for our first hot wifing experience. He looks like Bradley Cooper Mm. and he... Yeah, he was very attractive, very well-spoken, showed up just looking amazing, well-dressed, well-groomed. It did not take long for us to go back to the room, uh, to our, our apartment, I should say. And what was interesting is Brian started out sitting in the living room while he and I played in the bedrooms. The two rooms are connected, but he didn't see. He was just hearing everything. And by the end of it, he had scooted his chair into the doorway (laughs) so that he was kind of sitting half in the room and half outside of the room, but he could clearly see everything that was going on. And I will never forget, as long as I live, the look on his face while I had my first orgasm with somebody else. I was, you know, getting rail basically from yeah. behind by this super hot bradley cooper look-alike and looking at brian it just cemented for me that everything that we had done in terms of getting to that point was the right move for us because we were both so incredibly turned on in that moment and also very connected
1: Wow, that's very cool. I do have a question about the hot wiping thing, which is not something that we've experienced. but my question is after the fact, do you, do you hang around with the guy? Does he I know in the in the hotel you gave a different story, but is it something that you normally do? you get to know him? Does he become a friend?
0: So I have two regular play partners that I've become very good friends with. Actually, Brian has as well. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, these are people that are lifelong friends for us. So it's not just a sexual thing. Sometimes they'll come and we'll have sex and then we'll sit around and just chat chat, and catch up for an hour, two hours afterwards. Uh, there have been also times when we'll go and have dinner or drinks with them and there'll be no sexual contact. It's just a chance to catch up. So it really depends. I think when it's more of that kind of one-off thing, when we're on vacation or Or When we're in a different town, it's a little bit different. It's definitely more sex focused.
3: And when Brenda's regular playmate uh, Clint who she's been seeing now for a year and a half He spent uh, her birthday with us in a resort this past year Uh, Spent you know spent the day with us and it was you know, he's become a friend as well as a Brenna's
2: play partner. And when does Brian? Participate do you decide? Hey, I want both guys. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of selfish like that. I think Brian likes the anticipatory buildup of not being involved or only listening. That's probably his favorite thing. But, you know, I love the MFM threesome dynamic. I love all of the attention being on me and me, you know, getting spoiled sexually. So I I think we, we definitely mix it up. We do a lot of different variations on that. But the threesome is definitely my favorite.
3: Yeah, we have a female playmate as well that we both play with and that I play with alone. And that's also just an incredible experience for both of us, me, because of course I get the attention of these two amazing women. But then I get to see Brenna kind of interact with this woman who's very similar in stature to Brenna, has the same kind of kink and BDSM proclivities and it's just you know kind of an amazing thing to, to watch unfold so I get the best of both worlds
1: No that's awesome we often well it's a treat more than anything to play with a, another guy because really what we do mostly is play with couples so when I ha- get to play with my, my friend uh, it's fun and David's always included so we don't do that hot wifing thing but it, I love having two guys not only two guys working on me but I love ha- being in control of two men two cocks in my hand two cocks in my mouth Um, sitting on one whatever and playing with the other whatever it might be you know Uh, I like that fact for me that's really very empowering
0: yeah that male energy can be intoxicating Mm -hmm. when there's more than one it's fantastic Mm
1: -hmm. exactly
2: so do you guys have any fantasies that you're planning on turning into reality in the near future
0: we have so many. <laughs> I think my number one fantasy is being blindfolded and Brian bringing someone in to, to play with me. And it may be a regular play partner or it may not be. Mm. Maybe somebody that he you know carefully vetted that I don't know. But mm. just that idea of not really knowing or me trying to guess who it might be, I think would be very sexy. So I think that's my number one.
3: I'm also currently trying to set up uh, a gangbang for Brenna and our female playmate hannah uh so that's that seems to be kind of in the works and coming together to some degree
1: i just want to clarify with a gangbang that's something else i have not done yet is there a specific number of guys that makes it called a gangbang
0: i think everyone has a different opinion on this i personally think it's four or more three or fewer is is a foursome or a threesome so okay i think
1: it's got to be four guys and the girl at the center of it all the guys working on her at the same time
3: Yes. Correct.
1: Ah, cool. And is it really just them jacking off? Like I'm I'm picturing just explain to me what is a, ba- a gangbang for you?
0: Well, I think for me personally, I would I would want four. I, anything more than that would probably be a little bit overwhelming for me because then what you get is kind of this like train mentality of like okay, one guy comes in and does, you know, what he's going to do with you sexually and then moves on and then there's somebody else coming in. I would prefer to have like even if it's a mini connection, having that connection with four, and I feel like I can handle four at once. You know, I got two hands and a mouth and pussy, so I can figure that out. Kind of an ass.
3: <laughs> yes, she does. Yes. 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 Yeah, and no. then of course there's the the she's really again wants to experience two bisexual men together. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we're going to try to put together, probably once we get on the road.
1: Yeah, I would like to get that. I don't, my David's not bisexual, but um, he never says never, so that's kind of where I'm going with it.
2: But we've played with a couple where they asked, and the husband and wife both sucked my cock, and Carol got very turned on, yeah. and she was sitting there masturbating and mm-hmm. had a massive mm-hmm. squirting mm-hmm. orgasm. Yeah. And, you know, we never say never, and it has to be in the right moment with the right people, and who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah we, have a, we have a number of fantasies that we are working on that some of them actually might just stay fantasies. It doesn't have to come true. No, no, true. no. This
2: fantasy is going to come true. It's with another <laughs> woman. We're going to do a threesome, and my, my fantasy is I'm fucking this woman, Carol's sitting on her face, and Carol and I are having a passionate kiss.
3: Mm, yes, exactly. Ooh, that's that, hot. We that's actually nice did that. Thought. It's incredibly hot, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did with Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and,
3: and, it's incredibly It was really one of, the, one of the more erotic experiences to date for me.
1: Nice, <laughs> nice. Sounds awesome. David, which is one of those fantasies you talked about with a strap-on?
2: A strap-on. Well, that other fantasy of mine, I have many fantasies, but, you know, Carol says, just pick one and we'll work on it. But the other one is a woman fucking carol with the strap on and me fucking the other woman
1: from behind like like a, a oh, daisy chain kind nice. of thing that would take a lot yeah, of coordination but i think that would be Yeah, the something... logistics
0: of that are are maybe complicated but if you can work it out that sounds so hot yeah we
3: had something similar where brenna was sucking my cock uh-huh. and we had our female friend we were with a couple that evening she had a strap on and was fucking brenna from behind there you go and that was very hot
1: yeah, yeah you know that's another daisy chain that seems uh, plausible just take notes yeah okay David's here yeah let's do them all (laughs) (laughs) there's no end to this our imaginations are not not limited
2: many flavors many flavors so um, let's just talk about the first time Brenna you saw Brian fucking another woman how did you feel
0: I so it was with a couple that we had been talking to for a long time, and it was actually a great first experience. They were very mindful of the fact that I had not seen Brian with another woman at that point. He had seen me with several men at that point, uh, but they were so patient and and great about it. And I was, I I wasn't a hundred percent sure that I was going to love it. And it was actually not up until the exact moment that he penetrated another woman that I was like, okay. This is really hot, and I I think I was able to compartmentalize all of the anxiety and the weirdness in that moment, and just focus on the eroticism, which I think is a piece of advice we give to people a lot of times. Not that you should block out those feelings; it's of course something you should talk about afterwards. But uh, yeah, I mean, seeing him with another woman, still to this day, I just get giddy over it. I you know have a big grin on my face the entire time it's happening. We joke now that I'm Brian's a uh, consummate wingman because every time he's with another woman i'm the one unwrapping his condoms and handing them to him Yay. and he's like oh you're so nice thank you well, <laughs> in, in the
3: in this particular case our first experience we were actually on a very large or a large platform bed and surrounding the bed was you know two two feet of you know of hard wood. And as I was fucking this woman, Brenna was to my left, laying to my left. Her head was creeping closer and closer to this hard wood. And Brenna actually put a pillow under her head uh-huh. for her. Okay. So it was really at that point that I knew everything was going to be okay.
2: That's very, very cool. <laughs> and Brenna, have you been in the situation where there's another woman, where Brian is fucking another woman, and you're sitting on his face and like you're leaning over and you're, you're, Also licking her clit and sucking his cock while she's doing him. So you're like really participating in it.
0: Oh yeah, I think we've, with our regular female play partner, we've uh, we've covered a lot of bases as far as that goes. And I mean, I love I love seeing Brian with another woman, but I love even more when I can get involved in some way. So yeah. that's uh, it's definitely-
3: The my- last time we were all together, I remember I was laying on the bed at one point after we'd been playing for a while. Brenna had handed me, like at one point, it was like, we went through nine different condoms going oh, back and Oh my goodness. Forth. And so I'm laying on the bed and, and uh, both of them are sucking my cock at the same time uh one of them was licking my balls and you know it was just just watching it i mean not just experiencing the sensation but really from a visual perspective it was it was pretty amazing
1: and I'm sure you replay that visual in your head over and over. I do. And over. I absolutely do. We have a number of those <laughs> scenarios that we keep replaying, even from 12 years ago. There's some things that we've experienced that we just say, "You can't make this shit up. It just didn't happen again." That's but it was right. a perfect moment at the time. It was like a culmination right. of erotica all happening in the same place. And because we, the right
2: people were there. Yeah,
1: and we often replay those stories uh, in our heads when we're having sex, just the two of us. Especially during this pandemic, we've been doing a lot of sure. role playing and and fantasizing while we're having great sex ourselves um, but it's a lot of fun to remember and talk about it just like how Brenna wanted to blog um, just repeating those stories it just you feel empowered also by t- talking about it
3: yeah the great a great experience will fuel us for months mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, exactly well you know what we're getting to the end of the show although we're having an amazing discussion we always like to end our show with a with a little bit of advice so from you guys what do you think uh, would be a great advice for someone who's thinking about getting into the lifestyle, but how they should approach their partner in a positive way so that they can move forward to the next step.
0: I think the biggest thing we've learned from our a list, listeners reaching out about getting into the lifestyle is there are so many times when people go from zero to 100 with nothing in between. And so, what we've always recommended is if you're going to bring that up with your partner, maybe don't bring up, hey, I want to get on a site and have sex with a couple this weekend. Instead, you know, potentially you go out and flirt with people at a a vanilla bar to start with, or you're just engaging in conversations with people and you're kind of holding off on those physical aspects. We always talk about how for us, swinging is like putting salt into a recipe. You can always add more but removing the salt is impossible. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you know, really be incremental, which is a little bit hypocritical of us because we didn't do that. We jumped in very quickly, but I think, you know, that idea of you can't unsee your partner with someone else. And you really want to make sure that all of the things that you're doing incrementally to work up to that feel right for you as a couple. That's the best thing that you can possibly do with each
3: other. Yeah. I said it to one of our friends uh, on, on our podcast that you, you know, you really need to, as as a couple, you really need to have that conversation about what is going to be okay and what isn't and how quickly uh, do we move forward and, and you know, we need to be cautious and uh, because you simply cannot unsuck that cock, just can't do it. <laughs> Once it's happened, you know, uh, you jump in there, it's all fun and games until you're watching your partner have sex with someone else. Right. And then it's like, oh, shit, you yeah. know, I, th- this is really a problem. And, and you know, it, it could ruin a relationship as, as quickly as it can improve one for sure.
1: And all those discussions and digesting the idea of it and making sure you're fine with it. Uh, It's all great advice. We really thank you for that wonderful advice to end the show. Our pleasure. Why don't you guys take a minute and tell everybody how we can find you online and social media, your website, and of course your podcast.
0: Sure. So you can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at FPSwingers. Our website is Front Porch Swingers. We have some resources there and you can also find our podcast there. Or we are on all podcast apps. And once again, the podcast is called Front Porch Swingers.
3: And Brenna just became a nationally certified sex educator. So you could also find us at sexonyourterms.com and you can chat with us there.
1: Wow. See, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. We're going to get you back on this show and we'll talk about what you're doing these days, Brenna. That would be wonderful.
0: Oh, that'd be a blast. Cool, cool,
1: cool. And of course, if you missed any of that information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests is going to have their own guest page uh, with all their information. You can contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, relationships, or swinging. And we're learning more and more from our fantastic guests every single week, and we hope you do too. We just want to take a moment to
2: remind you about our new partnership with Alt Playground, APG. If you're looking for an online, open minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, you should join altplayground.net. That's A L T, playground.net. It's a lifestyle site that is expanding to include lots of amazing lifestyle resources that will connect you with other like minded people.
1: And remember to stay sexy and healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, and practice social distancing. Please continue to listen to our show and visit the Sexy Lifestyle website. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at Well, that's
2: it for our show today. Brenna and Brian, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having us, guys.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Our pleasure. And of course, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out.
1: Join us again next time for another hour of the Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life.
2: Stay happy, healthy, and horny. Stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time.